Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? begins we'd be honored if you would join us hello and welcome to the blue milk cafe grab an empty stool at the counter and place your order because we're about to talk all things star wars and geek Welcome back into the cafe. This weekend, I have another guest in the cafe with me. Today's episode is going to be a little, little different. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars, but our main focus today is on another one of my very favorite fandoms right now, and that's Stranger Things. Just because, hey, I was a child of the 80s. I love everything from the 80s, and the Stranger Things series just hits me right where in my sweet spot. So that's why I love Stranger Things so much, and got a great guest to come on here and talk to me about Stranger Things, and also about the massive media dump we just got last night and a little bit this morning from D23. I have Jerry from the Bomb Bag cast. Good morning, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff, and thank you so much for uh, bringing me into the cafe today. Hey, no problem. Can't wait to get into this. And first things first, that Mandalorian trailer. Oh, oh. my gosh. Let, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, man, we could probably do the entire episode of the trailer. It was insane. Yeah. Um, do a whole, you know, 40-some minute episode of a one and a half minute trailer but oh my goodness <laughs> there was so many little things you could pull out of there too like uh, i don't know there was like all those cool locations at the beginning of you know the things they're gonna go through um because you know we we've heard a lot of stuff through i don't know if you follow jason ward or anybody uh from oh, yeah. star wars but yeah he was you know like putting out all those updates so it looked it sounded like it was gonna mainly take place on deserty planets and maybe that we saw that kind of volcanic looking planet yeah, uh, that he was talking about how they had like the black uh, material on the the ground and stuff, and um, but they and then they got the trees and all that that cool uh, riverbed looking where it looked like a dried riverbed. Yeah, giant Holy cow, that looked really cool. Yeah, I was uh, in the very beginning, the opening shots of the stormtrooper buckets just on those spikes. I was like, oh my god. It was so brutal, but like, yeah. it, was like it was like the Ewoks times a thousand. <laughs> yeah, it it looked like the Ewoks went through that village. Yeah, <laughs> so. it looked like it looked like those still had heads. Up. <laughs> yeah. So. They, oh, you know, well, I guess if I go back and watch it for like the five hundredth time, 
I'll see dry blood running down the spear or something. Something. It looked, oh, I don't know. It, it looked, what I love about it is it did look so brutal and all that stuff. And just, I don't know. I don't think, I, well, I think this is going to blow everybody's minds. Like, oh, yeah. A, a show like this is going to feel like a Star Wars movie every week. Which they said it's it's not dropping all at once. I'm a little I'm a I'm a binger. So I'm a right. little bummed about. Yeah. But, but that that's pretty cool. It, it's gonna be like appointment viewing. We'll be able to like really break down those episodes throughout uh, the week. Yeah. So Star Wars Twitter is gonna feel pretty fun. Come yeah. November. Yeah. At, at one, one on one hand, I was sad that it's not gonna drop all at once. But then on the other hand, I was like, oh thank God, I'm not gonna get spoiled. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. it well, we'll get into this when we get into our Stranger Things conversation. Because that's why I'm talking about Stranger Things now. Because I recently, a couple weeks ago, when I dedicated a weekend to watch the entire thing, and it took me that long because what it premiered on July Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I just got around to watching it now, so. That's that's one thing I'm glad I'm like good. I can just devote an hour each week, go ahead and watch the episode, and then talk about it. So I'm happy about that. And yeah, you were talking about the brutality of it. Um, that scene at the end there, where we start oh. getting the narration, and he's yeah. pulling that guy back through the door, and then he shoots the controllers to have it close on him. Yeah. You know that dude got sliced in half. I'm like, holy cow. That was the part where I went, like, oh my gosh. They were, like, really pulling out all the stops. Yeah. I was all like, the... ooh. That's it. And some people are saying they're going to sit down there, sit down with their, like, six, seven-year-old kid and watch that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this ain't your daddy's Star Wars, probably. This is this is going to be the thing that a lot of the people who are kind of, like, complaining online. Oh, yeah. Stuff is, which, Star Wars, in my opinion should never be strictly for grown-ups. It, it, it right. always needs to be for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I think you can have something like this that that, tend, that kind of trends toward the darker side. Uh, heck, I mean, Rogue One is not a walk in the park. No. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a dark uh, movie as well. It's got, But it's got the fun injected into it. And, and I saw an interview actually right before we got on here, Jeff, uh, right before we came here. And it's... Uh, it's got was it was uh, Kathy uh, and uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and they were talking to Good Morning America, and they were talking about how it's it's like the it's like the old westerns where you know there's like this all this darkness and dark stuff going on, but the shoots of civilization and, and goodness are sprouting up yeah. through it. And they said that you know these are these are bad guys, bounty hunters, gunslingers with heart. And stuff. So yeah. we're, we're going to be surprised by how much heart it is, which I, I'm pleased with because I, you know, I want the darkness, but I also want that like, let me feel for these characters, give me right. something to root for. Right. See, and with me, I really, this is really my first introduction into Pablo Pasquale as an actor. Me too. Because, but I did recently go back and I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's a Netflix original movie, but there is a Netflix movie that has I believe it's oh, trying to think of the 
I know you, what you're talking about. It was like the the guys who go to raid the uh, the drug dealers' uh, compound yes. or something. Yes, it, it yeah. also has Poe Dameron. Yeah, it that's has, the main reason Oscar I wanted to watch it. Pedro Pascal. Um, it had a lot of big names in it. I was kind of I saw the trailer for. It. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's a. Whenever it came out, I, I thought it was great. It's a good movie, and after watching that movie, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna do great. As the Mando. Oh yeah, and so, he's so and, and you saw like, I got to watch the live stream of celebration from the the show floor. I actually didn't get to go into the Mandalorian panel. Okay. But uh, he is so geeked. He was like a little kid. Yeah. Like he's so excited to be in Star Wars. How can you not love someone like that who is so geeked to be in a Star Wars project? Yeah, I'm, like you, I was. You know, laying on my couch watching the live stream, and oh my god, just his giddiness. I was like, oh yeah, that would have been me. I would have been well, like the, trying not to spoil everything because I'd be so excited to talk about it. Right. Oh my I goodness. Mean, it was well, and just the way like he like collapsed over the table. He's like, he's like, you're the Mandalorian. And he like collapsed. Like, yeah. He just yeah. Such a, he was such good, cool energy, and I'm excited to see him, like, kicking some serious and butt in this thing, man. Like, But I, I have a prediction, at least I, I there's something I saw in the trailer, Jeff, that I, not not for plot or anything, but I, I have kind of an idea of a place I think they might go. Okay. I don't know if you have any predictions, but, you know, we fly over that that landscape of trees and lakes. Mm-hmm. How, what's... What's, what percentage are you, like, what do you, what do you think about that uh, being Taco Donnie? Like, what do you, you think that's possible? Ooh. I kind of think that's Taco Donnie. That could be. That would be pretty sweet, though. You know, huh. like, to see uh, Miles' I was, castle. Yeah. Like, in that time period. I was thinking that, or I was also thinking uh, Batu. Ooh. You know, I thought that, too, a little bit. Like, cause if you... Um, from the little clips that I've seen of the, the Falcon ride, when you get up and kind of fly out, it is, it's a little bit of a forested place, too, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. You know, that could be tr- I, Either one of those men, I would be so happy. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like these uh, Disney Plus original series is where we are going to get the canon junkies, you know, as my, my namesake. Yeah. We're we all canon junkies, but, but you know... Um, this is where we're going to all start getting our, uh, like, we're going to go to the planets we used to go to in the original trilogy. We're going to see all these characters we used to see. We're going to see stuff from the cartoons and live action and all that. This is going to be where we're going to, like, get all of that, like, craziness. Right. And I'm, I'm you, all for it. I'm so excited. I just thought of another planet. You What's don't that? think it would be Yavin 4. Oh, it could be. I was trying to think of the, you know, it could be that. Um, yeah, I was trying to think what the trees look like. They're a little piney. Yeah, that's true. But but I we don't really know. don't see much of that planet if you think no. about it. We just see where yeah. the temples are. Right. So I would be all for that. And then you could bring the Dameron into it because Poe, I believe, is from Yavapur. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think that was revealed in a comic. Yeah. They have a place on Yavin. I don't think Yavin Four is like super like populated, obviously because the rebels had a base there. But, right. Uh, at least that's where Poe's family settled. Or 
you know, maybe give us some planets that we've only heard of in name, but not seen. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. I would be all, all down for that. Like, I was so excited when we got Corellia in, oh, uh, yeah. in, in Solo, because I'm, that was just, we've, we've heard that planet for so long, to finally see it was just really cool. And when I found out that's where Han Solo was from, ever since I knew that piece of information, I was mm-hmm. like... I want to know, I want to see the kind of planet that he's from. Right. So, yeah, that was just so cool to see that in Solo. It's so cool. And it, who knew they could make, like, a factory-type looking world look so neat? Yeah. yeah it, they did. It just, it was, it, kind of, it felt real, and, um, it just, it was different than anything we've seen before, too, and I, I, I love when they do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I guess now... We could also say it's officially official. Oh, yeah. We we do have Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or, I guess he's going to be known as Old Ben. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that until just now, Jeff. Holy <laughs> That's insane. Uh, people are going to be like calling him Ben. And it's yeah. like Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. You're giving me, <laughs> you're giving me the nerd chills over here, man. Yeah, and oh. and seeing that picture of you and two that they that uh, StarWars.com tweeted out when they yes. did the announcement, I'm like, the dude still looks good. He looks if, amazing. He doesn't look like he's aged at all. No, he's like what? They're gonna he's, have to age him up. In his 50s, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna have to age him up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe it gets a little gray. I think they said this is like uh, it's. I think I saw an official release today. Kathy, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that it is uh, eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So, so yeah, I yeah. hopefully they'll put like a little bit of gray to start making him kind of look like that <laughs> in between of himself. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, yeah, because if they don't like. I don't know, I'm still going to be, like, all in for it because it's just, I don't know, I yeah. trust what they're going to do, but that's still, like, you think they will. Oh, yeah. I, I, I say I'm give them a little bit of the poly, poly uh, walnuts type hair, you know, a little gray on the side. Still dark yeah, on the that's, that's what I'm picturing, yeah, kind of like a, almost like a Doctor Strange kind of look, you know? Yeah. A little, little touch of gray so, and stuff. So. Actually, I was going to say, sort of like my look. So. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Hey, you rock. The, you can rock that that uh, Doctor Strange look, man. It looks That's right. Good. I like that. I like that. That's right. But, I, um, my my wife was surprised the day I told her. I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna stop using just for men. <laughs> I said, I said my gray looks make, makes me look distinguished. Yeah, man. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of wisdom, you know. Like you got to show that to people, or otherwise they don't take you seriously, right? Right. Right. But no, I'm excited to see him like go like hang out in the cantina. Um, do you think he's? Do you think the series is going to be just him on Tatooine, or do you think he's going to go off world? Hmm. I know that would um, upset some fans because I've already heard some fans saying, "Well, if he's not on Tatooine the whole time, then that's just crap." But hey, you never know. We don't know what he did. Yes, he was a, he was sent there to overlook and make sure Luke was okay and protected, but that doesn't mean he got you know caught up in something where he had to go to. See, I'm trying to think of a planet here. 
where he had to go off to, you know, Yavin or something. Then who knows? And meet well, with maybe, someone. Yeah, maybe he hears of a of a Jedi who survived the purge and is like, if I recruited them, we could maybe go take this thing out like together. You know, like maybe there's something like that. It, I know people are like, he, he needs to be there, and and or or they're saying they're either like, well, he doesn't need to leave the planet, or it's it's going to be boring if he stays in the planet. Uh, but no, I don't just, think so. I, I'm so I'm just like rural farm boy on this thing. Just give me whatever story I trust right. the storytellers. Um, it, it's I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm like rural farm boy who is like Shiru Mwe. You yeah. know, like I'm one with the force. The force is with me. Let's right. just I I trust what they're going to bring us because why they do not. I, I and I know some people aren't happy with some of the stories, but I have been pleased with everything they've put out so far. And so I'm, I'm excited for, for what the potential of this is. If he if he's hanging out in bars, having bar fights or stopping bar fights, I'm cool with that. And having like an introspective, like you know, transcendental, like weird force thing. Even if he goes off the planet, or he could be, it could be all three. You know, this is like however many episodes we're getting. Like, give me a cool arc and a good story that that leads to the Alec. And we don't know what happened to him in the desert there that led him to become Obi-Wan we know in A New Hope. Right. Like, really, and even Rebels, and everything small again. That, and and I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Because um, I always thought, I know some people said, well, you know, how, when at the end of that episode on Rebels, <clears throat> where he pulls up to the large homestead and he sees Luke, you hear Baru's voice calling right. him and you see this kid run across the thing they're like oh he looked too that looked too big to be a kid blah 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 i was like no it still looked like a kid to me yeah it still looked like yes i don't think they were saying well he's supposed to be the same age as ezra right and mm, i don't know i'm just saying you never know this series might work its way up to that moment right we see him take down Maul. We might see Maul in this series. So... Dude, that would be kind of insane. It would be cool to see that. Like, I, although, that is one of my favorite uh, lightsaber battle moments. Just, I love the set, how samurai that was. You know, right. I know a lot of people were maybe disappointed. And I, I don't know if you are or not, but like, oh. it's it's okay if you were disappointed with, you know, that the fight wasn't just the elaborate thing, but to me, it made more sense I, because Obi-Wan was like, I feel like it wasn't that he was old and couldn't do much. It was that he was so wise and powerful in the Force that he he knew exactly what he needed to do. He knew all of Maul's moves. Maul right. was too angry to to do anything. He knew Maul's game. I I didn't expect a huge elaborate duel of the fates fight. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be short. I expected it to be quick because right. Obi Wan's been on that plan how many years? Meditating on the Force, absolutely becoming, you know, one with the living Force and the, you know, physical Force, and he, if you if you noticed, I know it's been talked about and analyzed when that episode aired, but it's one thing that I noticed the second time I watched it that Maul tried to take Obi Wan down with the same move he took Qui Gon out with. Yeah. And Obi-Wan noticed that right away. Yeah. And he was like, I know what to do. Right. So. Well, 
this is, I don't know, I, I love it because it's like the Obi-Wan that, it's not revenge-seeking Obi-Wan, it, and he's never really been like that. This is not an angry Obi-Wan, this is at peace, and he wasn't even angry at him, he just no. was like, I, I need to, I need to take him out peacefully. Right. I need to, which may, may be an oxymoron or something, but like, he wasn't like trying to take him down out of anger, he's like, okay, this is gonna happen, I have to protect Luke at all costs, and... I'm going to do it as humanely as possible. Yeah, and he's possible. actually sitting there, and he held him in his arms as he died. How beautiful and poetic was that? that it was. Like one of the best moments actually in all of the saga. Had, had a tear rolling down my cheek on that one. It was, yeah, and then like Maul's last moments, he tries to give him some sort of peace. Right, when um, he asked if it was a chosen one. When you think about all that Maul has done to him, too, like, he killed the woman that he, he loved, but couldn't be with, in front of him. Right. He took away his, basically the only father figure he has had. Yep. And just, I don't know, everything about that moment is so beautiful. And again, a whole, another entire episode you could do <laughs> on, yeah. on just that uh, uh, alone, but I'm, oh gosh, it, I'm excited to to watch this Obi Wan series. Yeah. I believe they said it is a limited series, right? So it's not yeah, gonna be it's like, like a mini time. series. I I'm guess. fine with that because you don't need a lot. No. Um, and who I mean, knows? we're only going to get a two-hour movie, but now we get like eight to ten hours. Yeah, and who knows? They might take one of those episodes and actually, because Ewan still looks so good, and they do have that de aging technology now. Oh, yeah. That they could do an episode where they flash back maybe before Phantom Menace. That yeah, they could and, do that. They could flash back to the Clone Wars. And you know what? Flashback scenes are usually not that long, maybe five minutes at the most in shows. Right. And yeah, you can I think you can work with that technology for that length of time to make Ewan look like he did in Phantom Menace right. for a couple of shots. I think that would be cool to, you know, maybe have him meditating. And as he's meditating, do like a, you know, Wayne's World type, you know, you know, flashback to go back yeah. and, you know, see what he was doing or what he was meditating on. There is just so much potential with this series. I just can't wait to see where they go with it and the story they tell. Because even though I'm not a big reader and I've never read the Kenobi book, I do believe the Kenobi book is now Legends, right? Yeah, it is. I, I actually started the book. I never got to finish it. So um, they necessarily don't have to... If they don't want to, they don't have to pull anything from that. Right. So. Or they could, and they could make some... Because like, they, they, hey, they'll pull nuggets from yeah. that stuff every now and then. And that's, that's what I'm always like. People are always like, you know, like, well, they, they took away everything that I loved, and they said it didn't matter. And I'm, I'm like, just... Just watch and read some of the stuff. They're they're pulling stuff back in. Yeah, and they just they just wanted to have a clear road so they didn't have to be like handcuffed, right? Uh, to anything, which I think was a great idea. And I, I still think that's funny when people say that they took away everything I love. No, they didn't. That material's still there. You can yeah. go back and read it whenever you want. And we all have our own head cannon. Yeah, it's in your head cannon. Hey, if you want to watch the movies and say, well this is what actually happened fine do that cool yeah. but you know it's it's still the material's still there just like with the movies like oh i hated the last jedi well don't watch it 
You don't have to watch it again. You could skip it. <laughs> you know. And I I think come this December, uh, Jeff, we're gonna have a lot of people who kind of look back on all this and and go, you know what? That that movie actually makes sense now. Yeah. Or you know something like that. Um, but you know, hey, it's okay. Uh, I'm happy that we're getting this stuff. I feel like this stuff on Disney Plus is kind of appealing to more of a mass audience. Yeah. Uh, than some of the sequel trilogy stuff, which you know, I wish we could all get together on the sequel trilogy stuff and New Disney era. But I'm I'm ready to stop hearing the complaint that Disney's ruining things uh, because they're they're giving us a lot of good stuff. We just <laughs> they're just starting. I mean, Marvel whenever they first bought Marvel was just doing what like one movie a year. Yeah. And now yep. we're doing that's a three. That that's when I was able to keep up with them. Yeah. See, yeah, that's exactly. that's why I fell so far behind and I raced like crap to get caught up so I could see uh, Endgame in the theater. Yeah. Well, actually, I saw Endgame or Captain Marvel and Endgame in the theater. They were they were my first two Marvel movies in the theater since. I think Iron Man 2 or Thor 2. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. because they started putting them out so close together. I was I couldn't keep up. So yeah, I just decided it's a lot of time. I'm going to give up until you know they right. they get towards the end and this past Christmas my wife gave me a crap ton of all the Blu-rays that I needed to right. complete my collection and what do we do? The the week and a half that I'm off over the holidays every year, I, I take off. They don't give me off people. I right. use time. Um, <laughs> we, we sat down. We had ourselves a Marvel movie marathon. Yeah, man. And I got caught up, and I was just like, I'm like, see? I said, they got to now, now I'm kind of happy they're going to hopefully, you know, give me a little bit of break here. So I'm, I'm prepared for when they start dumping all the Marvel movies on us again. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's gonna be a little bit of a nice break, and then we've got all this stuff on Disney Plus that's gonna drop. Oh, Loki. Yeah, the Loki. Well, but did you even hear the ones from last night? They announced uh, Moon Knight and She-Hulk and uh, Miss Marvel. Those I did not hear yet. Oh my god. I know. And then they gave a sneak peek of what uh, the What If is going to be, and the animation looks beautiful. It looks like a painting come to life. It's, it's gorgeous. Oh, man. Uh, what was the shot? Uh, Scotty, my, my partner's uh, shout-out, if I can, to Scotty Jero posted a picture of, uh, they had a, what was it, the first image of Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. Oh, in the what if so it's like they're gonna do kind of like you know and I, I saw a shot of of her it was like if she had accidentally if she was the one that was in that chamber uh-huh. instead of Steve and stuff and it was the chamber opening up with her and she's all ripped and stuff okay. like that and I was like this looks so cool like yeah I, it looks a lot cooler than I thought it was gonna be and I was excited for that already yeah um, but oh it, it's a spoil of nerddom that yeah. Disney Plus is bringing that's and, for sure and for me, it's also I'll be able to get caught up on my Disney animated films because I'm also a fan of you know Disney animation. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, we are too. I I forget you know how far back I you know started getting behind on my Disney movies too, and I decided you know what I'll just especially when I heard Disney Plus, I was like you know what right there would be a perfect opportunity. 
Yeah. And yeah, I heard too they're gonna have movies on there that are in the vault. Well, yeah. quote in the it's vault. Being- the entire vault, I yeah. they said, is what's on there, which is crazy. And is it, it would be really cool if they have like an icon on the menu screen or something for their Disney on their Disney page. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just looks like a vault door, and you have to oh, go over and click cool. on it and open it up so we could see what movies are actually in there. Right. That would be really cool. Uh, and that's something. See, that's it's this this streaming service appeals to my household completely because my wife is a huge Disney fan. Yeah. And I love Star Wars and Marvel. And she she likes that stuff. She's just you know I I let it consume my soul. Right. Uh, but yeah, but, my wife's know, the same then, way. She she loves she loves the stories and stuff. Right. And, and she watches them because she knows how much I love them. That's and yeah. She's slowly becoming a fan too because all of a sudden she started getting into conversations with me like we're having right now about right. stuff. So. Heck, she gives me ideas for shows sometimes. Like when I, like weeks that I don't have a guest, right. I'd be like, I'm trying to think of something to do, and she would be like, Well, talk about this, you know? Yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was to say like that, and then we've got a two-year-old right now, a young Padawan. She is enjoying. Oh, we watch a lot of Moana and a lot of uh, Frozen in this house. A lot yeah. of Toy Story as well. Yeah, and I so was about to say Pixar too. Pixar's going to be on there. She's a big uh, Disney Pixar fan, and she's also, I'm, I'm raising her right, she loves the Star Wars movies and all that kind of stuff, too. She's already kind of getting into it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, starting, her, starting her young. Yeah. Her nation, her that's young. the only thing that we're going to have to wait for, though, I think on Disney+. Plus. I think they said they're going to have all the movies except for Solo. Uh, Solo and Last Jedi are coming. Oh, that's right, because they're Last still on Netflix. Jedi, Right. Last Jedi, I believe, comes to the service in December, like the day after Christmas. Okay, that's probably when their contract with Netflix is up. Yeah, and then Solo was another date. I think it was from January at some time. So. Okay. But still. But still, they're all going to be there, and it's going to... The originals, it's crazy. Yeah, it's going to save me from going, you know, I really need to get my Star Wars movies all on Blu-ray because... I've said before, the only Star Wars movies I have on Blu-ray right now are the newer ones. Right. All, all my original trilogy and my prequels are all on DVD because I never, I was never, I was never a collector to begin with. When right. I was a kid, I had all the Kenner action figures, all the Kenner toys, and I'm sorry, people, but seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven-year-old kids, we played with our toys. Yeah. So, I still have them. They're beat up, but to me, that's how I like them. Because, you know. What do they say? It's patina or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just means they were loved. Right. You know? And with my movies, I, I was like, what's the point? Why do I have to go out and get this collection when I already have the movies? Why am I right. collecting all of the same movie? So, once I had them on DVD, I, I was satisfied. But now, of course, I have the new ones on Blu-ray, and I, I, you know, obviously you could see the difference, especially after I got myself, you know, an HD TV. Oh, absolutely. And I was like, well, this will satisfy my gap until they release that big one through nine set that I want to get with all the Blu-rays. This will satisfy me because... 
they're going to be on the streaming service. They're going to be in HD quality, so oh yeah, I'll be fine. I'm I'm excited for the 4K release that I'm pretty sure we're going to be. I, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I'm pretty sure I'm hoping there will be a 4K box set. The only yeah. ones that well, uh, Last Jedi was the first one on 4K. Yeah. So then I've got Last Jedi and Solo, um, and it, it's Blu-ray is still good. I'm telling you, man, don't get started on 4K because it's, <laughs> it's like crap. Yeah. Uh, because I'm a quality snob. Yeah. You just ask my wife. I'm like, it, to me, it matters and stuff. But even for right. streaming, streaming is amazing. Um, but there's just you can't beat a physical copy, in my opinion, especially a 4K copy. It it yeah. it looks visibly crisper. Okay. And I, for me, I I love that. And Blu-ray looks you know crisp as well. Um, so I. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I gotta I, have the Blu-ray and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I was... Um, I think the copy of The Last Jedi I have, I'm trying to look over there now, but I think it is a 4K plus Blu-ray plus DVD. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just like... And my, when my wife got it for me, she was like, I hope this, you know, is compatible with our Blue... You know, our... Well... My PlayStation is my Blu-ray player. Right. And she was like, I'm like, it should be. I said, it says Blu-ray right there. She goes, well, what's this 4K stuff? And I was like, that's the new stuff. And yeah. Before you even told me, I, I told her, I said, a friend a friend of mine, before you told me, stay away from it. Yeah. It's, well, and even when it came out, I was so upset. I was like, we just came out with Blu-ray, I feel like, yeah. like 10 years ago. But yeah, that's, that's true. Just, that's the nature of everything, I guess. So yeah. That's the curse that uh, I am sort of a collector. I don't I don't have to have them on every format they come out on, but at least the, every time they, they release them on Blu-ray a few times, and I'm yeah. like, I don't have to have them on every single copy of Blu-ray, but I, you know, I don't know. Right. I, I would like to have them in the best possible viewing, like the, the best uh, quality picture. Yeah. But that's just me. Again. Yeah, because she, she asked me, do you need a special TV for that? And I'm like, yes, you do. Yep. And she yep. goes, well, she was like, you know my answer. I said, I know. I said, I like our TV too, so, you know. We lucked out with a good tax return and right before, we, I think it was right after we had our first child. We had, well, our first child. We only had one child. I was right after we had our, our kiddo, so uh, we had a really hefty tax return. Yeah. So I said, hey, uh, why not? What do you think about this? And yeah. Like, all right. We all benefit from it. Yeah, it's anyway. funny that we just talked about movie quality and stuff like that because just yesterday I posted a, or I tweeted out a tweet with a little meme of Bill Murray from Meatballs. Yeah. Saying it just doesn't matter. Because yeah. I, I forget what podcast it was I was listening to. They were talking about um, Resistance not being on Blu-ray. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what, dude? Come on. I said, call me old, whatever you want. <laughs> I said, but come on. It, it's a sh- I'm not going to you know complain or die because right. I can't get a certain movie or TV show. In HD quality. Right. It will eventually be on Disney Plus, and you'll have your HD quality. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've got it on Amazon Prime right now. Like, I bought the season, it was like two right. bucks last year, and so it looks good there. 
I'll say, I was one of the ones who was disappointed. I, I never yeah. complained on Twitter. Um, I think I did say one thing. I think I said, this show deserves uh, a HD release. It does. Cause, uh, because it's gorgeous. That's the way... I, I'm i pretty sure that's the way that uh, Disney Channel broadcasted it. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And it, but, like I said, it, it looks phenomenal, uh, the streaming copy of it that I have. So that's... I'm happy right now. I, like I said, I like to have. See, I have all of Rebels on Blu-ray, and uh, right. I, I have Clone Wars mostly on DVD, and then the last few seasons I have Blu-ray. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to try to replace all those with Blu-ray, right? Um, because it's just that's a huge investment, and just my kid has to go to college eventually. Yeah. And I'll you have know. her get a good job and buy all the stuff. And you have Disney Plus, so. Yeah, there you go. Then we won't have to worry about it. So, which, you know, I was excited. You know, we're, we we got the final date for the Clone Wars coming out, you know, on the 7th. Yes. Uh, not the 7th, uh, the end of February. Yes. So, well, excited for I, that, too. I kind of thought anyway. it was going to be next year, but at least it's yeah. not too deep into next year. I was thinking that, too, just because they hadn't really released anything since Celebration. And right. And everyone was like, oh, it's going to drop day one with the night. I just didn't know it was going to drop day one. I'm, I'm glad it's not dropping day one with the Mandalorian because I'd be like, even though I rarely say it, I'd be like, it's too much at once. Yeah. So. It, it would be, well, it would be Sophie's choice. It'd be like, well, which one do I want to get spoiled with? <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, Luckily, well, anyway, we, we can get back into the whole thing about the Mandalorian being, you know, stream one episode per week at a time. So that that would help out, but still, it is. I am very thankful as well because that is, oh, our heads would explode. We wouldn't be able to handle it. Guys. We yeah. just wouldn't be able to handle it. Right. Well, I think we talked D twenty three news to death and <laughs> still haven't gotten the way. I really asked you over here to talk about. So I think we should get into talking about Stranger Things Season 3. some listeners out there that aren't into Stranger Things, well, I guess this is the end of the podcast for you, so, you know, till next time, order up, so. Right. But, for well, those I of you say who... my podcasting partner, Scotty Jero, hasn't finished it yet, because I asked him if he might want to join it, he said, I haven't even got to watch it yet, so, oh, Scotty, man. if you're listening, go away, go away, I love you, go away, buddy. Yeah, because it's going to be all spoiled for you. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about all the good stuff. Yep, and all the sad stuff. Oh. So. Why'd you have to remind me, Jeff? I know. But I'm... Mm, 
let, actually, let's jump to the end real quick. Okay. To talk about that. Who do you think they are referring to? Who is the American in that cell? You know, of course, when the episode first ended, spoiler alert, again, if you haven't left yet, jump out now. Get yes. Out of the cafe. We're, we're about to talk about this. But, uh, gosh, you know, uh, the way that they kind of did the whole situation with Popper, where it, they, they never... Which I, I don't think they would have showed him like turn into the goo that they showed the other people when, whenever that uh, generator blew up. Right. And, you know, the wave hit those people in the suits and they just kind of disintegrated into viscera and stuff. I was like, they're not, they weren't going to show that happen to Hopper, but I was like, I feel like they would have showed something a little more like the wave coming right at him. Like, there's no way he could have escaped. Right. Um, but they didn't show anything. So, of course, whenever that moment, the, the post credit scene, if you will, uh, in Russia, whenever they, they mentioned the American, of course, my mind immediately jumps to Hopper. Yep. But then I sat with it for a little bit. I want to see if it's the same person I'm thinking of. I, I think it's... I'm trying to remember his name. Um, I think it's... Uh, what? Uh, Brenner. Dr. Brenner, uh, or, or Eleven's papa, yes. if you will. Because you found out last season that he's still alive. Uh-huh. At least a lot of people think, you know, like, whenever uh, Elle went to, you know... Find her sister. In Chicago and all that stuff. Uh, I forget if it was the sister said that he's still alive, or... I know, like, she had that vision of him. Right. Coming in to tell her. So it's like, is that... How reliable is that? Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like they wouldn't have placed that nugget. I think they are setting us up for Brenner returning. Yeah. And, and could... having a bigger role, like, or or he's, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's how I think the Russians were able to kind of get that technology running. They kidnapped him or something. Yeah, and they have a demi gorgon in there. I mean, come on. Yeah. Which I was like, I thought they couldn't get it to work, but obviously they, you know, who knows what well, they've been doing? And, and does well, we know they've been feeding that, it. Yeah. Does this mean that? Do you think that it, that that Demogorgon being in Russia does that mean that we're going global in next season? It could. It could mean that. And let me see. Next season would, I guess, if you keep up with the show. First mm-hmm. season was eighty three. Yeah. Second was eighty four. This was eighty five. So it'd be eighty six. Yeah. I mean, what I Cold War was still going on, so. I would think so. Yeah. I just wonder how they're going to play that because it's played so well with these, you know, little teenage characters. How are they, they going to get these teenagers from Indiana, Hawkins, Indiana, to, to Russia? Right. I mean, are they going to, are the Russians going to try to come back? And, right. I don't know. I know they'll work it out. And this is, you know, crazy town speculation, but. Yeah. I just, I feel like we're going, I don't know, maybe, maybe the portal in. Uh, the Russian base under the mall. Yeah. Led, maybe that you can go in there and yeah. there was another portal to Russia or something. Yeah, and the, you know, of course, where where would a Russian base in America be in the eighties? Underneath the mall. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> so that was so. Uh, that's one thing I loved about the season. I think some people kind of complained it was a little more cheesy. Oh, I, um, oh this has to be one of my. It's it's up there with Great Tide with season one. For me. 
that's that's me too. And honestly, I I honestly feel like this this may be my favorite season just because they pulled out all the stops. I think I think this season I love this season even more because in '85 I was just heading into my freshman year of high school. I was just coming out of eighth grade, so I would be. That's where I was hanging out. I was hanging out at the mall, in the arcade, at the cinema, you know, doing what those kids did. But I didn't know, you know, an older dude that worked in a freaking store that could sneak me through the hallways into the theater. But we <laughs> yeah, were trying to sneak into the theaters. And, but yeah, it was just like, wow. And I would, I, t- I looked at my wife after like the first. I think it was the second or third episode. It was entitled More Rats. And I was yeah. like, oh, I said, I think this is going to be the episode for me. <laughs> but. It was, oh, there's so much. It was dripping with nostalgia. And, you know, that can put some people off sometimes. But it, it everything worked for me. Like you see, I know you said you really grew up right, like, right in the middle of the 80s and stuff kind of like that. I was born in 87, so I won't call myself a child of the 80s. But right. I. It still touched my life because, like I, I was telling you earlier, I would get up on Saturday mornings in the early '90s to watch the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was still coming on Saturday mornings, and I, I was still in. Like I remember Ecto Cooler being out; like, they still were putting it out, and yeah. I was all into all that stuff. So I got, you know, ET is one of my favorite movies. It was back then, still is today. Yep. Ghostbusters, all of that stuff was so, just. The way that and and the '80s is just my favorite era for film right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, of course, a huge Star Wars fan. In case you, you guys didn't know, but just <laughs> like all of the homages and all of the series that they've had to everything that I've watched, and there's there's holes in my '80s game. You know, I'll admit that. But you know, every '80s film I go and revisit, I just love the the feel of that era and the way they made films back then. Just felt so original kind of compared to what we have now. It was like, I feel like the most original time in cinema. Right. That might be, I don't know, that might be like a big statement, but I, I don't know. That, there were so many, and how about all those homages in this season too? Like, I don't know, what, what was your favorite like kind of homage? Oh, wow. Um, I, I'm trying to think of it. It's the, hmm, I just heard someone talking about this the other day and I was like, Yes, it was the all the <clears throat> Indiana Jones type homages. The oh oh yeah, um, the, the reaching back uh, to get the what was it? The, uh, did he lose his hat or something? Or yes, like, Hopper's Hopper's hat. Yeah, yeah, Hopper did that. Well, they also did something like that with Steve, didn't they? Like, he was, like, holding the door with that little vial, and he rolled under oh, yeah. the time and stuff, too. Yep. There was a lot of in That, and, of course, the, the the big, blatant, one of my favorite movies from 1985, the big, blatant Back to the Future reference. They're sitting there in the oh. theater, hiding in the theater, watching Back to the Future. Yes. And Robin and Steve going back and forth. As they were like coming out of that drug thing, there. Yeah. Talk. Wait a minute. Did he just kiss his mother? <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh my God, I was in tears. 
It was so great, and I love, too, that episode where uh, Dustin finally gets a hold of the rest of the group, and uh, the Back to the Future music is playing. Yes. The sound, like, the, the score from Back to the Future starts playing over them talking. Bum, bum. Oh, I love that Alan yep. Silvestri score. It's just oh. so frantic and, and just awesome. And, of course, I really love the never-ending story. Homage. Right. Oh, that was so cute. Oh my goodness. That was pretty good. And I loved. See, well, that's that's uh that's one of the holes in my game. Don't don't hate me. I actually have never seen Never Ending Story, but I got what that that that's what that was. Right. When I started seeing well, that. Well. So yeah, because one. Need to watch that. Yeah, one. The Never Ending Story is part of the lyric, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but. Back in 85, they, they were playing that song on the radio a lot. Oh, that's so cool. So, but when the whole the whole show, since episode one all the way till we finally meet Dustin's girlfriend, mm-hmm. I was asking my wife, I said, I told her from moment one when everyone said, oh, she ain't real. I looked at my wife, I said, I bet she is. Yeah. I said, what do you think? I said, do you think he's lying? I said, when is Dustin ever really locked? Yeah, so, that's true. And Dustin's like the purest character on that show, I feel, besides Will. Yeah, and I felt bad for Will. I think Will deserved to have more... It just seemed like he was in the background in this one. Yeah, he, he needed a little more love. Maybe they'll give it next season, but I, I, I thought it was at least... I was I was at least happy for him that he had a little bit of a break from being in trouble. That's <laughs> true. That but is so I, true. I felt so that his arc was kind of so heartbreaking though because he kind of had his childhood taken away from him. Yeah. Over the last two years, and his friends have grown up. And, and he all had. He wants to do all he wants to do is sit and just be a kid. Right. And they're like getting girlfriends and all that See, stuff. See, that's and you know maybe he's you know there's the talk that maybe he's he's kind of uh, kept a. Maybe he might be homosexual or something, um, well, which would be cool too, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I still think it's whatever is going on with him, the, a big portion of it, I feel like, is his innocence. Yeah, was is, ripped away. It was ripped away, and he just, all he wants to do is be a kid. Yeah, and that's me and my wife were discussing it, and ever since season one, I told my wife the character I identify with the most and if you want to see me, you know, in the 80s, mm-hmm. I told her, I said, look at Will. That's yeah. me. And she was like, really? And I was like, that was me. I said, yeah. all I want to do was, I wanted to hang out with my friends all the time. I wanted to play D&D. I wanted, you know, to do all that fun kid stuff. And I said, right. as we got older, I said, I don't know. I said, if I was a late bloomer. Or what? I said I was. I said I never really had a girlfriend throughout school and high school. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Yeah. And I became. I sort of became the third wheel between one of my best friends and his girlfriend when he met her. But did I mind? No. Why? Because she was super cool. Yeah. She 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 like you know she liked hanging out with all of us. So. It was just, I guess, I was unlike Will in that aspect because, you know, it seems like, you know, they're always running away from him because they wanted to be alone. 
So, right. but yeah, I told her, I said, yes, and I identify with him so much. But it's funny, I identify with him so much, but yet Dustin and Steve are my two favorite characters. Right. So, but yeah, I'm, and there's another one, Steve. Season one. Hated Steve. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, you were every dude in high school that I wanted to mm, punch in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but beginning of season two, midway through season two, I'm like, Steve's a cool dude. Yeah, man. Even well, that, like towards we, the end of season one. I was just saying, we saw the seeds because he actually showed that he was, like, you think he's, like, you think you have him pegged. All right. Season one, like, oh, this is just the jerk, the tool. He's going to, like, completely turn on everyone. And then, like... That he, you think he's a coward that he comes back in and like saves everyone and yeah. like no he's like no I'm I'm not uh, this like jerk that, that just gives up on people like he proved that he had heart yeah yeah I was like wow said I had him all wrong but thankfully I did not have um oh man why is his name going from me uh Max's brother Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Billy. Billy. Well, Billy did sort of turn there at the very end of his life um, when he saved Eleven. But right. still, throughout season two in this season, I just could not stand him. I was like, yeah. ooh, even worse. I mean, when I first saw Steve, I didn't have that much, you know. Hatred towards the character of Steve than I did as I did for Billy. I'm the same way. His season two, like he just he's, he, uh, he's he tried he's to run psychopath. down the kids. Yeah, he's a psychopath. I was and, like, oh my god, dude, they're your sister's friends, and you're trying to run them over with your car. Even if he was like just messing with her, trying to like he, he was doing some like sinister crap. Dude. Yeah. Um, and look, I I'll be the first. To person to say whenever they started doing like whenever Eleven kind of like tried to enter his mind and stuff and she uh, saw the reasons like oh I, yeah I was like don't try to make me feel bad for him and exactly I, I, up, I, I do like but it, it's a great portrait of kind of not to get too real but like that's it, it's crazy you don't realize how much like mental or abuse like affects people when they're younger that's we, we only it only creates more abusers. Yep. You know, the more that happens, there's like just this huge, like, and it's just, I don't know, such a, a poignant and uh, heartbreaking picture of, look, here's this sweet little kid, and, and all you need, like, I don't, like, kids are so sweet and so kind when they're born, when they're little, you know, there's like not an ounce of like, you know, there's a little bit of selfishness because they're kids. But, like, there's not an ounce of, like, evil in that kid. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you add, like, a crappy stepdad or dad or whatever, who, whoever the heck that guy was, who, like, you know, beats the crap out of him. And then he becomes this, it's like he turned him into the monster that he became. Uh, but just, I don't know. It was so, by the time, I'm with you, by the end of season three, I I thought they kind of, I thought they were evil. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a last minute. It was a Darth Vader uh, yeah. Redemption, uh, we're clearly, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was the, oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess you can kind of make a Darth Vader reference to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can. a little bit. Yeah, because uh, out of all of them, he, his character was the perfect one 
to have be the host of the demon thing jumping in his body and having him the one spread all over town because I was like no one's going to feel sorry for this dude but right when you know they showed yeah he he really did his mother really loved him and his father (laughs) was a total jerk Mm -hmm. well I guess his real father yeah because his I think it was his real dad it was his real dad and Max's mom that got together and that's why they were stepped but yeah his father was the jerk because I think we even saw a little bit of his father in season two the way he treated him oh yeah that's that was the first glimpse into and but I still like didn't feel bad cause, yeah like, neither did I know, I was like yeah he, like, so you're a jerk him, and I was like well it doesn't give him any excuse to try to run over kids or right. be like a complete like right everyone know. every psycho uses <laughs> seems to use that analogy don't they in horror movies yeah. well my parents made me this way right so right. But yeah, it, I was. It doesn't, and again, it doesn't excuse anything that he did before then. But just like I don't know, the mind player in him made it was the perfect foil. Yep. Uh, to to Eleven and the rest of the crew this season. Just to, he, I thought he did fantastic. Yeah. Plus, one. oh my goodness, is in season two there where his dad walked into his room and you know you see the big ashtray and his Marlboro cigarette sitting there. I'm like, the dude's smoking in his freaking room. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I told my wife, I'm like. Oh my god! I said if my parents came into my room and they saw that crap in my room, oh mm. my god! Yeah, I was, I'm like, oh jeez, no way! I'm like, come on! But you know, there's who who knows? I'm just, but yeah, I never felt sorry for him until we started seeing when Eleven or L, whatever you like to call her. Yeah. Went into his mind, and we saw his true past when he was happy. Right. And I was like, oh, he did. He looked like a happy kid. And it's like, how did you become this? And then it's like, of course, we, you see the storm with all of the, the visions of his father. And, oh, Beating his mother, and I don't know. So heartbreaking. I guess he just left, left his mother, or... I, I like to think he I, left his mother. I don't think... Any... I think the mom died. I think. I don't know okay. I but yeah, I just. I'd have to rewatch that because I feel like the dad blamed him. Oh. For a lot of stuff. That's right. I think you're right. But you see that there were his dad's like calling him names and like smacking him around. Then it cuts to him beating up a kid at school as this innocent little kid. But he he's calling the kid the same names. Right. You know he's got the kid on the ground punching him. Yeah. Oh, it's. Like, uh, it's I don't know. It's so heartbreaking, but, yeah. but also just such great uh, writing and storytelling. Yeah, it's just a, you know, if yeah, if if you got anybody out there as a child of the '80s, or even if you're not like Jerry, um, and and you just love like that, you know, decade, that era, yeah, and you haven't watched Stranger Things, and you just listen to us talk about season three and spoil it all for you. <laughs> I mean, go go watch it. It it will take you. It does an excellent job of the nostalgia pit. It it's almost like it's yes, it's HD quality, but to me, it almost the 
the colors and the tone of, I guess, the picture mm-hmm. almost looks like you're watching it in the 80s. It gets straight from that. They do the graininess for the opening and kind of the old... The music is so old, too, which I love. And, yeah, you'll probably either hear the music at the end of this episode or right before we start talking about it, wherever I decide to throw it in here. (laughs) But, yeah, I love the music. The music's straight out of the 80s, and it reminded me of... I was listening to uh, the Techno Retro Dads, this past week. Oh, okay. Don't know if you listen to them or not. I haven't, but I've heard of them. Yeah, and even though I'm only a father to a, a Rottweiler, um, they, they are an awesome podcast. They're, they're, they're two dudes around my age that <clears throat> talk about stuff from their childhood, from the, seven, from the late 70s and 80s. And this past week, they did a whole episode about the movie Dreamscape. Which I've heard of, but I never saw it. And I felt bad because it has Dennis Quaid in it. You know, big Dennis Quaid fan back in the day. And I was like, what year was this? And they were saying it was from 1985 or something like 84, 85. And right when I heard Jedi Schwa say, hey, it's on Amazon Prime. I came home that evening (laughs) and asked my wife, I said, hey. I said, can I pick the movie tonight? <laughs> and she was like, why? I'm like, I just heard about a freaking movie from back in the 80s that I've never seen, but it sounds really cool. And I think yeah. you would enjoy it too. And the way they talk about movies, they don't spoil anything for you. They just give you the basic, you know, premise. Right. And I said, it has Dennis Quaid in it and Kate Capshaw. And she was like, Right when she heard Kate Capshaw, because she really doesn't like her because of Temple of Doom. Oh, right. And I was like, I went, I went, sweetie, please. I said, (laughs) she was playing a character in that movie. Have you seen Space Camp? I said, she was awesome in Space Camp. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. I said, please, just watch this movie with me. So we, (laughs) we watched it, and it was, it was awesome. And the music in that reminded me of Stranger Things. I'm like, this is classic freaking 80s score right That's here. Awesome. And I, and of course, halfway through the movie, she looked at me and she goes, you know what? She goes, she doesn't bother me that much in this movie. I said, see? It was Willie Scott. It was the character she was playing that annoyed the crap out of you, not her. Right. So. Uh, that Willie Scott character does not play very well. <laughs> no. No. Very well I mean, because I'm a Kate Capshaw fan, but yeah. with that movie, I'm with my wife. She, she, you know, just irritated me just she a little bit. Yeah, she annoyed my wife. My wife, I don't think, has ever finished Temple of Doom uh, to this point. I, I introduced her to the indie films. She still hasn't finished Temple of Doom because she's like, I just can't watch this. This is annoying. It's dumb. There's right. the scene, too, where, like, Indian short round are playing cards in the jungle, and she's, like, running around being scared by all the animatronic animals. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, you know, it's that 80s silliness and kind of uh, just fun adventure that yeah. is just so endearing. I, just, I don't know. I, I, again, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I love that whole vibe of all that, like, 80s kind of doing stuff. 
you know, yeah. Stranger Things, I had said this earlier, uh, well, not earlier here, but I, I think I said it on the uh, uh, Chorus Not Radio Underground. Um, I was, like, explaining Stranger Things to someone on Twitter, too, and I was I said it's like it, someone took uh, Stephen King mm-hmm. and Stephen's, it's like, what was it? It, it's like you took The Goonies, Stephen King, and, um, oh, uh, what else? Uh, uh, E.T. Oh, yeah. and Alien, and put it all in a blender that was owned by Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah, there you go. And actually, I, I would throw Close Encounters in there, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. There was, like, especially with uh, season two, and Will, like, yeah. shot of Will over. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that was straight out of. Uh, now see, you, you just blew my mind there because I never, I didn't think about that until just now. Yeah, that man. Season two door, reference to. Yeah, the door opens and it's. I'm like, oh my god, that is Close Encounters. I'm like, jeez. Crazy. And the Close Encounters is actually 70s, but it, it's it's still that whole like the end of the 70s and right. the 80s feels like the same era. It's right, just right. That, that entire era of it was when the it was when uh Steve, gosh whenever Spielberg and Lucas hit the scene man yeah. I mean we got no, they, all of this like dreamlike uh imaginative content it's yeah. so so informing if, if you would probably ask me because you know how everyone asks who, who who's on your baseballs Mount Rushmore who's on your Star Wars Mount Rushmore if you would ask me to put my filmmakers on the Mount Rushmore, definitely number one and two would have to be Lucas and Spielberg. Oh yeah. Then I think 100%. I think I would have Robert Zemeckis up there. Ooh. And and just because I'm such a big fan of fan of him, Kevin Smith. Oh nice. Just right there at the end, like peeking around the corner maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so That's yeah, great. but I'm just like wow. I'm. Yeah, Spielberg and Lucas have to be on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, absolutely. And if if they're not on, a, you know, I would say a good majority of people's Mount Rushmores for filmmakers, if you're a cinephile, then I'm sorry, there's something going <laughs> on in your head that I don't know. The fathers of modern cinema. Yeah. I mean, they really are. They are the ones. We do not have what we have today. Yeah. Uh, we don't have Avengers Endgame. You yeah, know? you don't have CGI if yeah. Lucas is an there, no. so. You don't have Pixar. No. Heck, you don't have big stars if they don't, you know, come along. So yeah, it was that was the Lucasfilm uh, branch. Yeah. It was owned by George Lucas before uh, Apple got a hold of that. So. Yeah. And before Disney. Yep, that's true. That's true. Well, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, I I, I think we covered a lot today yeah. oh, I know. there's so much so much we could still cover but I, oh. yeah we've talked about so much yeah um, but yeah I, I think we covered most of the big news from D23 unless you heard something that I didn't um, I don't know unless we want to talk more about you know uh, monsters at work <laughs> the Monsters University, uh, oh, Monsters yeah. Incorporated. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we covered a lot of the, the big like Star Wars news, even some yeah. of the Marvel news too, man. Like, yeah. They just Disney Plus is going to just blow us all away come yeah. November. 
Yep. And yeah, and I think I covered most of the burning questions that I had for Stranger Things. Oh, actually, one one more I was thinking of because you know in every season of Stranger Things, season one their quote '80s guest star for that season was Matthew Modine. Right. Um, season two was Sean Astin. Mm-hmm. Season three was Carrie Who right. do you think will be season four? That's mm. that's like saying, yes, let's say Matthew Modine is coming back, but they still want to bring in a new person because it's like become this tradition. Right. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of someone that wouldn't be too crazy off the wall, but uh, oh, what if they... Would it be too jarring if they brought someone like Dan Aykroyd in? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I don't know, I was thinking maybe like Emilio Estevez or Judd Nelson. Yeah, that would be even better. See, I was trying to, immediately, I what pops into my head is I go to like, you know, Ghostbusters and all that stuff. Yeah. Or Ernie Hudson, you bring Ernie Hudson in. Yeah. That or, would be kind of cool. Hey, give give Ernie some love because I feel like he doesn't get enough love from the Ghostbusters franchise. There you go. I was also thinking, even Matthew Broadway. Oh, that would be kind of cool too. That would be a, that would be awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones here from, like, some of my favorite eighties movies. Um, oh, you got Thanos. You got Thanos himself. Oh, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be. And I always he, forget that he because he's so huge now. Yeah, you would have two Goonies in the Stranger Things franchise then. Yeah, have the brothers. Yeah, the there movies. you go. Oh, okay, so what if he came back and he was playing? Um, I think I heard someone say that on a podcast. They're like, well, how cool would it be if he came to get like some of Bob's stuff or something? Or like, oh. he, like came investigating Bob's disappearance. He's like, I'm Bob's older brother. That would be too much. And. <laughs> The real 80 geeks would get it. They'll be like, oh my god, it's Brandon, Mike. Yeah. Oh my god. So, yeah. That would be so cool. But yeah, that that would be awesome. But yeah, that that's the only other thing I was... I wouldn't uh, get out there was like, well, hopefully they will keep up with the tradition of having, you know, famous... Or not famous, but well-known actors that were well-known back in the 80s pop right. up as a guest star. So oh, they've got to. I'm I'm excited for, for what they're doing. And hopefully it won't be another two years. Yeah. Uh, or or a year and a half, I believe. I can't remember exactly how long ago they waited, but um, hey, also as long as they need to wait. But yeah. uh, I'm kinda hoping that next summer we get drop. Yeah, because there's no way you give us a little end credit scene like that and then come out like a couple months from now and say, oh, by the way, that was the last season. No, 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 <laughs> right. no, no, no. Yeah, I think they I said don't... they had at least one or two more seasons left in them. Yeah, I don't care the kids are getting older. I like watching kids grow up yeah. on shows. I really do. do. That's that's how I was raised in the 80s. I watched, uh, I don't know how good it's going to sound now to say I watched the Cosby show kids grow up. Oh, right. No, no, you're fine. No, yeah, well, it's... I don't think anyone blames anyone for watching the Cosby Show back in the day. I know, but you know? almost like nowadays, it's you're almost afraid to say, "Yeah, right. I watched the Cosby Show." I oh, man. I had that some of his albums. Back 
did, man. Like, I, I mean, I, I watched the reruns on Nick at Night, but it was such a, a getaway for me. It's yeah. just so sad. Not to, not to bring it down or anything, but I, I understand what you're doing. Yeah, I, I do. I like watching the kids grow up. And I know some people go, oh, my God, I just watched season one, and, like, oh, my God, look how young he looked. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he was uh, young. <laughs> for real. I mean, come on. But, yeah, I do like a Pikachu situation with him, for sure, so. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they can go. I think they should I think they should try to take it right up to 1989. Uh, that would be pretty cool. I, I would be cool. And even if they do, like, they, they the next season is, like, we're going to skip a couple years. Right. It's like, maybe it's 1987 or maybe right. something. Like, I'd be fine with that. Or skip all the way to 1989 for Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like five years later. There you go. That would be cool. And, you know, you don't have to actually wait the actual five years either to have the kids age up. You got this technology now, so. Yeah. Well, and apparently Finn Wolfhard is like. Uh, oh, my God. Like seven feet tall. Yeah. So. <laughs> I. I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, they better start filming this quick. Yeah. yeah. People are going to think like he's a freaking sophomore in college. Yeah, for real, man. But It's insane. Yeah. I saw him, yeah, I saw a recent picture of him, like, oh my god. <laughs> Don't let this get away from you. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you know, I'm just putting this out there, too, here at the end of the show. If Disney+, Plus, if you guys want to make me even happier and develop a Princess Leia series, young Princess Leia series, yes, please, I know this has been said so many times, please get Millie Bobby Brown. I'm with you. After this past season, seeing her with her hair with the length it was, mm-hmm. and seeing her face, I was telling my wife, like, she looks so much like young Carrie Fisher right now. Yeah. I said, now's the time. <laughs> Yes, yes, and but, even though she's she might be a little older than what you want to play her as, she still plays as a younger, yeah, uh, mid-teen. Exactly. So, I mean, now now is the time. The next couple of years. I mean, look at movies from the '80s. You have people in their freaking 30s playing high schoolers. So come on. <laughs> look, looking at you, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, looking at you. Oh, and yeah, I'll throw out another show I used to watch back in the late. Well, early 90s. Looking at you, 90210. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, I didn't know that until a couple years into the show. When I was actually look, you know, when the internet started coming around. And I right. started looking these actors up and went, he's what now? How old? <laughs> Wait. He's... And, but but he's oh, only okay. a junior in college. Or a junior <laughs> in high school. Come on! It is crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. But yeah, if if you want to go ahead and Jer- Jerry and plug your plug your podcast, plug your social medias, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. All right. Well, you know, guys, if you've enjoyed my ramblings here, you can always uh, find me uh, my personal Twitter, uh, the can or Cannon Junkie at the Cannon Junkie. Uh, on Twitter, I, I do a lot of uh, kind of Star Wars ramblings mainly, but occasionally you'll see me if I'm in a uh, Stranger Things mood or things. Uh, I'll post things about that, but it's it's mainly Star Warsy goodness. Uh, but also, if you enjoyed hearing me ramble, you can listen to me and my my partner Scott Jero, Scotty Jero, uh, 
on the Bombadcast. And you can find us on Twitter at the Bombadcast. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and follow us and uh, just I don't know. Thank you so much, Jeff, for letting me come to the cafe today and uh, oh yeah, and talk geek out about. 80s nostalgia and all that kind of stuff because I just again oh, yeah. it's so near and dear to my heart too. Yeah, ever since I finished season three, I was like, oh, I need to do a Stranger Things uh, cafe and just geek out about it. And I was just gonna do one by myself, but once I put that tweet out there saying, you know, what you guys thought of, if I did one, hey, you know, anybody else out there wants to offer to, you know, come on over in the cafe and geek out about whatever you know feel free i'm not afraid to take a little detour from star wars every now and then and geek out about something that i'm also passionate about so yeah anytime you want to come back you're more than welcome well thank you and you're you're more than welcome anytime you're going to come on the bomb bad cast let us know we would like to geek out about different things too if you listen to our uh indiana jones episode oh yeah yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably take you up on that offer here pretty soon. Heck yeah, man. Anytime. Okay. So, well, that was the Blue Mill Cafe for this week. And as always, just you can follow me on Twitter at LazyPorg. You can um, follow the Blue Mill Cafe account at that BMC pod. And... At the end of this episode, stay tuned. I am not... Now I forget what episode I'm on, but I've been playing the Star Wars New Hope radio drum at the end of each episode, so after the end outro, stay tuned for that. If if you're enjoying them, let me know. And, of course, as always, until next time, order up. visiting the cafe. We know life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. And remember, blue milk, it does a body good.
Wars. Misa is humble servant. That won't be necessary. Star Wars. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 7. The Han Solo Solution. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. In the most desperate crisis of that rebellion, secret plans vital to the survival of the rebel alliance were placed in the memory banks of the astro droid R2-D2. An unlikely group has gathered together to undertake a journey to Alderaan where R2-D2 and his interpreter counterpart C-3PO must be safely delivered. Luke Skywalker, a young moisture farmer from the planet Tatooine, and Ben Kenobi, one of the last remaining Jedi Knights, have arranged for passage to Alderaan with a pair of reckless smuggler pilots, Han Solo and his Wookiee first mate, Chewbacca, in their starship, the Millennium Falcon. But in Mos Eisley spaceport, where the group is about to begin its journey, the streets are a swarm with Imperial stormtroopers, and they're spies and informers. If this Millennium Falcon of theirs is as fast as Captain Solo boasted is, we should be able to reach Alderaan without further complication. I... Uh, stop a moment, Luke. Why? What is it? I had the feeling I was under observation. I don't see anybody. Nor I. Do you think those stormtroopers are still after us? No, the Imperials who followed us out the back door of the cantina went the other way. Then you're sure about this feeling? The sensation was strong. But it is less so now. Well, maybe whoever it was went away. Come, we'd better hurry on. The sooner we get Captain Solo's money, the sooner we can get off Tatooine. Oh, I promised him 2,000 in cash, but I've none of my own. We shall have to sell the land speeder. Suits me. I'm never coming back to this planet anyway. Uh, if I were you, I wouldn't be so positive about where the future will find me. Master Luke, Master Luke! Uh, uh, two, three, Pio, what are you doing here? I told you to wait by the speeder. We were doing precisely that, sir, when a search party of stormtroopers began sweeping the area. What? We were compelled to elude them by hiding among the stock at a used droid lot. <laughs> and whose idea was that? I'm afraid it was mine, sir. Perhaps R2-D2's deceitfulness is infectious. <laughs> Don't worry about it, 3PO. You were just being flexible. Oh, well, put that way, it doesn't sound quite so bad, does it, sir? <laughs> but this news is not good. Which way were the sweeps moving? Uh, that way, sir. Converging on the center of town. But that's where we're going to have to go to sell my speeder. All the buyers are there. Then that is where we must go. It's imperative we get Captain Solo his money. We can't take the droids. There'll be Imperials all over the place. Well, if they're using standard search patterns, the area between here and the spaceport itself should be fairly clear by now. 3PO and R2 can wait for us there. Shouldn't one of us stay with them? No, you have to be there when the sale is made, Luke, to transfer ownership. And I don't want you venturing among the Imperials and the most icely sharp as alone. I guess you're right. 
Uh, 3PO? Sir? I want you and R2 to go to Docking Bay 94 at the spaceport and wait for us. Very good, sir. Ben and I have to sell the speeder. As soon as we're done, we'll meet you there. You can count on us, sir. I'm sure Come I can, on, 3PO. When humans design machines with quasi-personalities, they never realized how very much that implies. <laughs> R2 and 3PO are an extraordinary pair. You think so too, huh? Well, what about Captain Solo and Chewbacca? Ah, another curious pair. Look out for that robo-flatbed, Luke. Oh, I see it. Well, there is something more to Solo than meets the eye. I sense that he's not just another Karelian smuggler or minor outlaw. At the same time, he wishes people to think he's something other than he actually is. You think he can get us to Alderaan? He will try, I'm sure of that. But what I meant was that while he puts up a callous front, I suspect that the substance there is quite a different thing. And then there is the Wookiee. <laughs> Chewbacca. He's the first Wookiee I ever saw. What was that weapon he had, that rifle crossbow thing? That is a bowcaster, the traditional weapon of his species. Well, what's he doing co-piloting a starship? Now, don't be deceived by appearances, Luke. Wookiees aren't simply big, shaggy humanoids. Huh? They have an ancient culture with subtleties of its own. They are creatures with close ties to nature and a great affinity, in their own way, for the Force. Wookiees? Oh, yes. Solo's no ordinary criminal, or he wouldn't be likely to have a Wookiee for a companion. Nor, I think, would just any Wookiee be found roving the galaxy in his company. Chewbacca is an individual of some note, too, I think. Then you think we can trust them? Not rely upon them entirely, perhaps. And I certainly wouldn't want to subject Captain Solo to too much temptation. But I'm satisfied that he's a man who will keep his end of our deal. Well, all we need from him is passage to Alderaan. Indeed. Now, over to the left there is the establishment of a buyer and seller of vehicles. We might get a fair price there. Right. Boy, looks like this place will buy anything that moves. <laughs> a lot of stuff that doesn't. And what can I do for you, humans? I want to sell this speeder. If we can get a fair price. Hmm. Yeah, I paid 2400 for it, and I put a lot of work into it. I think it's worth a lot more. 1500 is all I can offer you, human. 1500 Look, this land speeder's in great shape, even hmm. if it's not very pretty. Uh, we can accept no less than 2000 <laughs> Your grip on reality is fragile, humans. It's the newer models that are in demand now, not these old ones. I shall probably have to sell it at a loss. But it's still not a fair price. You touch... A responsive chord in my charitable nature, humans. Sixteen hundred. That isn't enough. That isn't enough? This speeder is worth more. This speeder is worth more. You can have his two thousand. Yes, you can have your two thousand, young human. Thanks. Here, press your thumbprint on the transfer register. And here is your money. Let's be off, Luke. Uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you. Do I grow senile? Am I in second grubhood to fall prey so easily to a pair of humans? Well, there's advantages to the force that I'm just beginning to see, Ben. I would never have used it in that fashion if it hadn't been an emergency. Abuse of the Force leads to the worst imaginable consequences, Luke. Always remember that. 
2000 is about the best we could have done. Nobody wants those old lands, Peter, since the new XP-38s came out. Uh, 2,000 will suffice. We'll pay Captain Solo the rest of his money when we reach Alderaan. The main thing now is to get underway. Well, Solo's gonna be happy. He looked like he wanted to get his hands on some cash awfully bad. Uh, no doubt he has debts in Mos Eisley. The underworld here boasts some pretty tough characters. They can be very unpleasant towards someone who owes them. Wait. Well, why are we stopping? I felt it again. The sensation that we're being observed. I still don't see anybody. Whoever it is, they've concealed themselves. Well, what should we do then? We'd better get to the docking bay as quickly as we can. Come, there's no time to lose. Judy, did you pick up our gear? After you left the cantina, Greedo showed up. He was out to burn me down. He said Jabba the Hutt's mad about that load of Kessel Spice we had to dump when the Imperials boarded us. I did tell him, but Jabba's put such a high price on our heads that every professional gun in this part of space will be hunting for us. Yeah, and if that wasn't enough trouble, Jabba gave Heater the job of finding us. I know Heater doesn't fool around. <laughs> Who, Greedo? <laughs> nah, he was dumb enough to relax for a second. <laughs> I hope they throw him a nice funeral. It's Squeak. How do I know what he wants? So, I've been looking all over for you in the walk. And I noticed you found a Squeak, so? Big Bunchy wants to see you. Yeah, uh, got a job for you. Well, then why'd he wait until we're chartered? It all came up at once. Listen, you can tell Bungie I said, who the hell needs... It pays 10000 An old man, a kid, and two droids, right, Chewie? Lead on, Squeak. What's wrong with the walk? Nothing. Look, wait over there for a second, will you? What's eating you? Well, I don't care what happens to the old man. Or the kid. This is real life, not some kind of game. Hey, Squeak. Yeah, huh? Tell Big Bungie he's got himself a starship. Now you're talking. Okay, what's the deal? A load of chocolate is doing tomorrow. You take it from here. Tomorrow? Look, we're hot and we're rapidly going critical. Jabba and Eater are on our necks. And the stormtroopers are probably after us too by now. Tell Bungie to find someone else. Hey, listen to me. Scram, Squeak. Okay, huh? Sure. A nervous some people. Yeah, let's go in and get the Falcon checked out. I still get a funny feeling about that old man and the kid. Not sure what it is about them, but they're trouble. Sure wish we didn't need that money, so... Listen, that's Heater. He's down there by the ship with his gang. Yeah, dump the gear and lock the door behind us so we don't get any more unexpected company. in there, Chewie. We can't let him damage the ship. Just have to out-bluff him. Keep your bowcaster ready. Here goes. I'm giving you one last chance, Solo. Come out, I've got you surrounded. If you do, you're facing the wrong way. Solo, you see, I've been waiting for you, Heater. Well, I expected you would be, huh? We're not the type to run, are we, Chewie? Stand right where you are, Heater. And tell your circle of close friends there not to look so anxious with their guns. We're just showing proper respect for your reputations. Oh, my boy, there are times when you disappoint me. Why haven't you paid us for that load of castle spice you lost? I told Jobby he'd get his money. And why did you have to fry poor Greedo? After all that he and I have been through together, I... Well, it was my taste in drinking buddies, partly, but mostly it was because you sent Greedo to fry me. Oh, no, and why would I do that? You're the best smuggler in the business. You're too valuable to kill. 
Greedo was only relaying our natural concern at the delay in payment. He wasn't going to burn you. Oh, no? Well, he thought he was. Mm. Son, you must understand, I can't make an exception. Much as I like you. Where would poor old Hita be if he let his pilots dump their shipments and then show empty pockets when we ask for our money back? You and Jabba don't stick your necks out, Heater. We do. And that's what you're paid for. <laughs> and when you fail, it's bad for business. Oh, yeah. And you think it would be good for business to shoot it out with Chewie and me, is that what you think? No, uh, nobody said that. Go ahead. You got plenty of guns behind you. Just telling my associates here before you and the Wookiee arrived, you're both too valuable to fry out of hand. <laughs> well, as it happens, I can pay you back, but I need a little time. Ah, yes. That charter. I've already had word that you were talking to someone in the cantina. How much are they paying you? Enough to square with you, Heater. That's all you need to know. Some things going on in Moss Isley streets are filled with stormtroopers. Imperial spies circulating everywhere. Even my sources can't find out what it's all about. But this sudden appearance of passengers who are eager to pay well for a quick lift-off may be tied to it somehow. So? Perhaps there's more money to be had by bargaining with the Imperials? Uh-uh, Heater. Selling people out to the Empire isn't our style. You know that. Oh, uh, now, how do you and the Wook ever expect to get ahead in this life? Huh? <laughs> well, some days we're content just to stay even. Hmm. Now, do we do it my way, or do you and these goons still want a piece of me and Chewie? Well, I am a businessman, um, above all, Han, so for something extra, why don't we make it 25% our way? Hmm. But not long. You'll get it. I'd better. If I'm disappointed again, it won't be any two-for-the-credit twerp I'll put on your trail. Next time, I'll hire Bubba Fett himself. Don't get yourself in a lather, and I'll pay you. Yeah. Because I choose to. Mm -hmm. Now get out of here. That should be Docking Bay 94 just ahead up to... No, no. I don't seem to see Master Luke around anywhere. Perhaps we'd better go into the bay and wait. The door is locked. Now what shall we do? Look, R2. More stormtroopers. But we have nowhere to retreat to. This is a dead end. Wait, where are you going? R2, R2. Just what do you think you're doing at that shop door? Artu, have you gone completely Well, what do you do? Oh, no, no, no. Come on, come on. I haven't got all day. I'm on my way out. Oh, yes. As my counterpart here has just explained, we are here to see if you need any maintenance jobs done. Maintenance? Uh, maintenance. We belong to the Skywalker Technical Maintenance Service. Never heard of it. But of course you haven't, sir. We're a new organization. That is why we are canvassing the area for the, well, our publicity campaign. Publicity campaign? Yes, I see. Why? Well, what I meant was, we are offering a free trial service. My counterpart and I will repair, recalibrate, and run system checks on any equipment you desire. Oh, uh, free of charge, mind you, as a special introductory offer. Yeah, come back later. I'm uh, on my way out. Sir, I... Yeah! As my counterpart just reminded me, this is a one-time-only offer. We'll have to move along to the next shop if you are unable to accept it. Uh... Well, the energy lathe is running out of sync. Oh, we'll have it fully functional in no time. Wait, we are too. 
All right, all right, go to it. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Your equipment will be just like new, sir. Like it used to be, we'll be just fine. Skywalker maintenance. You won't regret this, sir. Here come the stormtroopers. Quick, Artie, inside. Lock the door. Are you two all right? Yes. Why didn't you wait inside the dark? It was locked until a moment ago. You have no idea what Arthur and I have been through. We'll have to hear this later. We must move as quickly as we can. Are we still being followed, Ben? I'm nearly sure of it. Once or twice I thought I caught a glimpse of someone keeping well back trailing us. Come. Come along, Arthur. Look, there's Chewbacca waiting at the door. We're all here, my friend, and we have the money. When can we raise ship? Good. Let us proceed. After all Solo's bragging, I can't wait to see this great ship of his. Well, don't expect a smuggler's starship to belong on beauty, Luke. <laughs> what? That's a starship? <laughs> so this is the great Millennium Falcon he's been telling us about. What a piece of junk! She'll make point five over light speed, kid. What? She's got the highest lift mass ratio around. Enough to step away from any Imperial ship. And her weapons rating's just plain illegal. You think this old wreck will hold together? Better watch it, kid. We don't like anybody knocking her. <laughs> the Falcon may not be much for looks, but she's got it where it counts. Right, Chewie? <laughs> I've added some uh, <laughs> special modifications of my own. Uh, Captain Solo, we have no time to lose. Uh, Chewie, get up in the cockpit and start the pre-fight rundown. Okay, now you can show us how this thing performs. Just a second there, boys. There's still a little matter of my good faith money. Two thousand in cash, if I remember right. It'll be a happier trip all around if we get that out of the way first. Very well. Luke, here's your money. <laughs> oh, it's funny how this stuff brightens your day, isn't it? Aren't you gonna count it? Don't you guys think I trust you? Besides, I got the whole trip for that. Now, we're a little rushed, so if you'll get aboard, we'll get out of here. Captain Solo, I have reason to believe we may have been followed. Well, my solution for that is to haul jets. Up the ramp and to the right, gents and droids. Make yourselves comfortable in the forward compartment. I'll disconnect the umbilicals and we're off. Very well. Come, Luke. R2-3PO. Come on. Hello, Captain Solo. May I say what a pleasure it is to make oh, your acquaintance? Look, I'm not too fond of machinery that talks back. Now, get on up there with the rest of them. Well, I... Smart-mouthed kid. Not to mention that old relic who's in charge of this crazy excursion package. How come I never get the cake jobs, huh? The easy ones. Everybody but me. Stop that ship! Oh, boy. Stormtroopers. Hey, my ship! That's how you feel about it. Coming up, Cody!
Okay, Chewie, get us out of here. Deflect your shield up. The old man was right about being followed. We're raising ship right now. Are the engines warmed up? Well, they'll just have to do. My solution to all this is to get the hell out of here. Well, since when do we need liftoff clearance? You ready? Hit it! <laughs> ah, that gave those armored simps something to think about. <laughs> Trim her off, Chewie. Huh? What sensor are we? Imperial cruiser closing fast. Oh, my day's complete. Yeah, our passengers must be hotter than I thought. Angle deflector shields astern while I make calculations for the jump to light speed. Stay sharp, Chewie. There are two more battle wagons converging. They're gonna try and cut us off. Going on. It's a going away party. What's the matter? Didn't you get an invitation? Imperial cruisers. Uh, you guessed it, old man. And it looks like they want our hides any way they can get them. Why didn't you outrun them? I thought you said this thing was fast. Watch your mouth, kid, or you're gonna find yourself floating home. They're firing on us. Go back to the acceleration chairs and strap in. We're making the jump to light speed. Hang on to your pelt. We can pull this one off. We got it made. Here goes. The Millennium Falcon and her oddly met passengers and crew have managed to escape Tatooine. Before them looms the trip to Alderaan, and although they don't know it, something else awaits them too. The Empire's awesome battle station, the Death Star. Star Wars, Episode 7 by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Bernard Barons as Ben Kenobi, and Perry King as Han Solo. The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vigley. Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. Executive producer was Richard Toskin. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman.
Star Wars was presented by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.